there needs to be no reason or something. It can just happen to everyone and everyone can start having those thoughts or ideas. I think that's important what we talk about. My name is Sean, and this is Suicide Noted. On this podcast, I talk with suicide attempt survivors so that we can hear their stories. Every year around the world, millions of people try to take their own lives, and we almost never talk about it. And when we do talk about it, many of us, including me, aren't very good at it. So one of my goals with this podcast is to have more conversations and hopefully better conversations with attempt survivors. Now, we are talking about suicide, so this may not be a good fit for everyone, Please take that into account before you listen. I do hope you listen because there is so much to learn. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. Please reach out. Hello at suicidenoted.com or on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. We would also really appreciate it if you followed us on social media, if you liked things and shared things and commented on things. It really helps spread the word. And hey, there are people out there that probably need to hear this podcast, so I want to do as best I can to get it in front of their ears. Thanks so much for that. I really appreciate it. As always, in the show notes, there's a couple of options to help us out. If you want to make a financial contribution, we could use the help. And uh, if nothing else, just keep listening and doing the very best you can and keep trying. Today, I am talking with Paul. Paul lives in Germany, though for our conversation, he is in Croatia, and he is a suicide attempt survivor. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Good, good. And you? How is Germany this fine day? I'm in Croatia. I'm on vacation, but it's really cold. <laughs> Paul, you are in Croatia. Okay. Okay. Appreciate you taking the time to talk. No problem. How did you hear about this podcast? I was just searching for something, and then I saw the, the, the logo, and then I was like, this, this looks interesting. Just clicked on it, right? And then listened to an episode, and I was like, wow, uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> right on. Yeah, cool. I appreciate that. So I would I would imagine most people wouldn't find that interesting, but you do. Most um, people are like suicide. Nah, I'm not gonna. I have no interest in that, right? Actually, looking for people like, how do other people feel like about this topic? I was like, okay, this is actually what I was kind of looking for because people talk about it and how they feel in this area and this, this topic. And I was like, I can connect to some of these ideas or what you talked about. So I was like, okay, yeah. So if you're comfortable. Can you share what's your connection or background to either suicide or the attempts or the ideating? I honestly, if if you ask what like started or where does it come from, I, I couldn't tell you. Mm. I honestly couldn't. It started at some point and then it spiraled down in it. And then at some point it was just like, I don't want to exist anymore. So, mm. you know, it's just like at some point it just came up and at the beginning, I was a bit confused and not too sure. And then at some point, I was like, okay, that's how it is now. And now I got to deal with it somehow by making a decision or like by making several decisions. Yes. So it just came up at some point. Uh, I want to say in the last six, I want to say seven months. So one year ago, you're not really thinking about this stuff. Uh, one year ago, no. One year ago was really good. Um, no, not really. No. Any idea what might have changed externally um, or internally just any idea 
yeah, I assume it was school. My grades dropped a lot. Um, maybe a bit family-related stuff, friends. Three years ago, I had my phase, and then two years ago, I went to Canada. And that, that kind of pulled me out of that because, mm-hmm. I don't know, Canada changed a lot. And then um, in Canada, uh, everything was fine, and I came back to Germany, and that was one year ago. So one year ago, I got back to Germany. Canada phase was it, it was really good for the mental health and for my for my well being. Mm-hmm. And then everything was fine, and then I don't know, it changed again. Mm. <laughs> and then I slipped back into it into old habits, and then it got more intense than before. That's that's well, yeah. I assume that's where it comes from. When you started to feel these feelings or, or think about this, what did you do? Like, how did you cope with it? Because I would imagine it's it's not easy. At the beginning, nothing really. It gets, it's just like a daydreaming thing. Like you sit in class and you think about it and you're not paying attention. You think about other stuff and you're daydreaming about it. I want to say that that's the main part of it. And then at some point, um, it was like um, distracting myself with the other stuff. So it's a mix of I'm either somewhere daydreaming about it or distracting myself, be it school, be it friends, being going out in the evening and just like trying to distract yourself from it. That's basically how it goes for the yeah, for that mm-hmm. time. So it was extremely planned out. I wanna say down to the minute. If I, I would have done it, it would have happened to the minute how I wanted it and everything would have happened exactly as I planned it. Um it took a lot of time and a lot of thinking into planning everything and preparing it and you know, it's really down to the minute. Anyone involved, anything involved, anything needed, what will happen after it happened. I was planning um, if, I, if I do it, how I would do it, and anything that would happen after. It might be from who finds me, where, when, why, to all, all those things, who would be involved, who would react, how, what, what needs to be done after they react. It would, wow. Everything would be planned out. And how close did you get? So, Everything was in the head, in my head. I, I never dared to wrote it down if somebody would find it. But right. everything was planned out and prepared. And then basically um, I got home and then I knew I had three hours or something hours to get everything physically ready, like prepare things. Um, I don't, um, so wrote the last letters, um, you know, get all the equipment for it, all that stuff. I knew it would take me about three hours to, to do all that, all that, that kind of stuff. And I knew my mom would be working uh, for the next seven hours. I knew I had, I had a lot of time and get everything prepared. And then she called me uh, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm home in 20 minutes. Uh, the machine, the machine she works with broke and she can't work today. And I'm like, oh, so you're coming home now? And she's like, yes. Uh, do you want me to bring anything for lunch? Or did you cook anything? So it was extremely close. And then I was like, okay, yeah, come home. And of course, that scraped the plan for today. Two months ago. Yeah, it was two months ago. Yeah, two months ago and a couple of days. After she like stopped me by accident without even knowing, I rethink and I, I sat down again and I, I was like, do I need a new plan? Like, um, I would be happy if I did it, but other people wouldn't be. So I need to rethink my decisions. It's split in two parts. On the one side, I don't really know. Yeah. And on the other side, I want to say it's if you live, you have like your happy moments, you have your sad moments, you have all those things. And for me, I was just thinking like there's no point in me for trying anymore because there will be always those sad moments mm. even if you have happy moments. And I was like, you'll die anyway. Like nobody can stop that. It's no will to exist anymore. That's it. There's nothing more behind it. So just to be clear, because again, I want to make sure that, that people who hear this hear it clearly. 
a year ago, and presumably, and before then, you were mostly okay. Six or seven months ago, you start having these thoughts. And yeah. then a couple of months ago, you started to really think about them more seriously, actually mm-hmm. carrying it out. Are you still living at home with your mother? Yes. Yes. Okay. And right now you're on vacation. Yes. We were for one week, uh, just taking a little break from school. Does your mother or anybody else know about any of this? My family does not. Two friends know now for like two weeks now, I want to say. Two friends know about your what, what, yeah. what happened. What did they say? One friend, I called her actually at one point in the evening, and we were just chit-chatting. We were really close friends. It wasn't too serious. It was just like friends messing around. I don't, you know, a normal phone call. And then at some point, I broke down. I don't know why. And then just, it came out. And, I, you know, I lied to her for the last four months. She would be like, you know, when we see each other, how are you? Like, are you all right? And normally, I could tell her anything. And she told me anything. And then I started lying at some point because how do you tell your friends, oh, well, I'm going to die. That's not something you say, right? When you meet right. each other. So I started lying to her. And then at some point, I, I, just, I just couldn't anymore. It came out. And then she was like, okay, I, it could like argument with you. But I know that there's no point in talking with you about it now. I'm not a therapist. She went online. Um, in my home city, there's actually a page where they have like emergency phone numbers. And she was like, Okay, those are the phone numbers. I want you to promise me one thing. Don't do anything stupid. And tomorrow you call them and then we talk after that. And then she made sure I won't do anything stupid that evening and we talk a bit more. And she said, like, talk to them. I, I, it's not, I can't help you. I, I mean, I'm your friend. I'll be there for you, but I cannot help you. Mm. And then she was like, I just want you to promise to call me, like, for the sake of our friendship, call them and then we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and I called them actually because i promised her i wasn't going to call myself but i promised her if you promise somebody something you have to have to do it Mm -hmm. that's my thing i talked a bit to them and that helped a bit and then it calmed her down and now she's here and there making sure that i'm not doing or planning anything stupid she has a different look sometimes when she sees me she's more aware of when i leave class as as example she's more aware like why i'm leaving class it's often to calm myself down and then she normally she'd be like, she thought, I just don't want to be in class, like, and sit in French, I don't know, for two hours and listen to the teacher. And now she'd be like, okay, shit. And then she'd be like, she'll go out, she'll check on me. Mm-hmm. So that changed a lot. Mm. Yes. What about the other friend? And the other friend, um, uh, we aren't in school anymore together, but I called her and then she was like, we talked a lot about it. And then she's, she was like, do you have help? And I was like, yeah, I promise. Uh, the other friend already she was like good they know also each other and she was like okay good I I don't see you that often maybe once or twice a month because she's really busy with work um, but she said like I know the other friend is there I'll talk to her I'll make sure there's nothing going on and if there's anything I'll be always there for you mm. and then she said um, she just wanted one promise that if I do it she wants me to call her beforehand that's the one thing she made me promise Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, I need to talk to you one last time then. And so when you called the place, that number, what you yeah. said it was somewhat helpful. What was good about it? What was helpful about it? Can you give me 10 seconds? My voice is really trembling right now. Sure. <sighs> take your time. Take your time. So yeah, I called the place. And I was actually on my bike on my way to school. All right. Yeah, I had a really busy day that day. And I was just like, that's the only time I have Either. before they close. I called them on my bike and I'm like, I don't know what to say. My friend 
kind of forced me to call you. Mm. Um, I might have a problem. I don't know. <laughs> like, okay. And then first of all, they checked that I won't do anything or that day. I, I talked with two hotlines and it's apparently they always first make sure that the person is safe before they do anything else. It's, it's a great procedure. They, mm. they make sure I'm safe and everything. And then they talked with me. They offered me, they said, okay, we, we're like a first response hotline. We will not be able to help you over time but here are the options we can give you and if those are numbers contacts you can come in here and there and those are the options they sent me some stuff on my email all that which was really great because they said your first response our job is to make sure you're safe and then get you continuous help which was really good and then i ended the phone call had to go to school and in the evening i had a party um, with some friends uh, i went out that day to the birthday and on my way to the birthday I get a call from some anonymous number I'm like hello who's this like who are you and they're like oh you called us today and I'm like who are you and they said are you alone on the phone and I said yes they said great we, we are not allowed to say who we are till we are sure it's only you listening and talking um mm. we had a hotline that you call today we need to make sure that you're safe tonight mm. so they actually she was like and then they said we or the person behind the phone said uh, I thought a lot about our talk. Um, I need to make sure you're safe today and the next days uh, till you get your help. And they actually called me again, mm-hmm. which made me really happy. And um, I don't know, they gave me another number and they were like, okay, this is a hotline 24-7. Whatever happens, you just call them and they'll be helped within 10 minutes. They're with you physically helped. Like they sent somebody. And I was like, okay, thank you. That's great. Mm. And that's it. Then they said, okay, have a great night. You're with friends now. We can see that you now need maybe some space, work it out, think what you want to do. But those are your options. Please use them. What What did you do? So in the next week, I had coincidence, by coincidence, an appointment anywhere with a neurologist um, for some other brain-related stuff. And um, they said, this is great. You can talk to him or her, and she will get you help anywhere. If you, you just tell her what is going on, and she will be right away to have somebody in the house. We know the person, the doctor you're going to, and they have somebody in the, in the house, I'm going to say in the house, that can help you right away. So you talk to them, and if they offer you help and you get the help, you're fine. If not, you call us again, or you take one of the other options we sent you. It was right in the week after the call that uh, I just had the appointment. Um, I actually talked to them then, and they said, okay, we will note it down. They made sure again that I'm safe. They, you know, they always need to check in that I'm safe, that I'm not doing anything. And that was last week. Yes, that was last week. Wow. And then, and I said, okay, yeah, I'm on vacation now, and we'll talk when I come back. Mm. So you're just right in the middle of all of this. Yes, I'm. I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Do you feel any better than you did a couple of? You feel has anything shifted, or is it still difficult, or that same I, same I think level? Two things changed. The first thing is. I'm, I'm honest about it. There's nothing in that topic changed. There's no point for me to exist anymore. There's no point for you to exist anymore, you say? Yes. I realized that if I if I do, if, if I die, it will mm-hmm. bring more pain to this world than I, like, it actually takes away by mm-hmm. me leaving it because okay. my friends and my family will suffer in it. So mm-hmm. I decided not to do it at any point coming up. I know it's impossible to predict the future, but yes. you think that you're going to be, I don't know, what do, you, what do you feel about the future? Well, uh, my friend asked me three days ago, I think, uh, how I am. And I was like, I would not like 
to experience Christmas this year, but um, I will because of you. Mm. So I think that that's re- that's really good. Like that's how you can put it. I do not want to, but I will do it for you. Like what happens, for example, if for whatever reason that friend just disappears, she goes somewhere, she just doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. Like I have a list of people I want to say till they disappear. That mm. when they when this list disappears, I'll disappear. Mm. I'm gonna say it in a nice way. If if that list actually disappears, that that would be two friends, three family members. In order for that to happen, we're talking big catastrophic events. We're not talking anymore one friendship breaking up. We're talking about massive impact on changes of several lives. Yeah, you know what I'm. It, it's not just one friend who I'm saying. I, it was just an example because I talked to that one friend at that. In your experiences, where you are from. And maybe Germany, maybe the part of Germany, or even the town you're from. I mean, do they handle these kinds of conversations? Do people talk openly about their difficulties, their challenges, mental health, or otherwise? No, not really. No, mm. I'm surprisingly I have a friend or a social circle where I want to say where this topic is. Um, where we talk pretty open about it. My social circle is really open about most topics: mental health, sex drugs, everything, literally anything, family. So that, that is a surprise. But I want to say in the general Germany or in the town, no. Right. No, that is not a topic that is a normal conversation or something where you would check up on somebody. No. Right, right, right. Okay. Like, like most then, places, my experience, like a lot yeah. of places, they just nah, well, talk about other things all day long, right? Yeah. Sports? And, Ooh, sports we could talk about for oh, yeah. hours and hours. I mean, the Germans love soccer. They they can talk for hours about it. Sometimes I'm like, guys, you've, you've been talking about the same player for three hours now. Could you please be quiet? I don't want to swear on the podcast. I don't know if I'm allowed. What, by the way, are you studying in school? I'm curious. Um, oh, I'm. it's like high school. It just oh. goes a bit longer than high school. It's like yeah. um, there's different schools in Germany, and I'm like, there's different. If you want to go to college or university, you go to different schools, and I'm doing one where I will go to university after it. I'm in my last six months of now. I have around six months left in order to graduate and then I'll make my way to some university or I'll be honest. Um, yeah. I had I had a talk with my parents recently what I want to study. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it in, in my head also all the time. Guys, in the last six months I wasn't planning on going to any university because I wouldn't be around for any university to mm-hmm. accept me anymore. So I think in the last six months, that has been a huge impact mm-hmm. on my plans for the future because you don't need plans for the future. If you, and that's like to say it's open and planned. Mm-hmm. I don't need yeah. to put this next question into the podcast. I can delete it. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. don't you want to use your name? No, you can leave it in the podcast. Actually, first of all, I don't want my social circle to find out about it, mm-hmm. um, except for my two friends. I know the risk is minimal to zero, but you never know. Yeah. And especially I don't want my family to find out about it. It's not a thing I'm ready yet to do. Also my social circle, I've been building, and that's a topic I really wanted to talk about today, this perfect lie for the last six, seven months. And um, I don't I don't want to risk, risk anything to destroy that lie. Sure. That would be, that, that would be a catastrophe. So it sounds like you're kind of uh, like doing the, like you're a little bit in limbo, we say, right? You're in it's in between space, kind of. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you could say that one. Sounds like a tough space to be in. Mm. 
Um, it's, it's a weird space to be in. Yeah, I would imagine. So when you heard the podcast, you heard at least one, if not more episodes. A year ago, that probably is not a podcast. You This isn't a podcast that you probably cared about or would listen to. You'd have other things no. you prefer. So the idea that other people were thinking the way you were thinking was, I guess, something that you wanted to hear, you needed to hear. Yes, I needed it too. I want mm-hmm. to say one year ago, I don't know if you you know the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 rule for anxiety attacks or panic attacks. One year ago, that was more the era I was in, but it wasn't for me. It was just like, I know a couple of friends who have it or who experience it. So that one year ago, I want to say that's the space I was in. But the idea of somebody killing himself and actually thinking about it was for me just in my head for people who were mentally, or not mentally, uh, sorry, had some disease or something that would kill him anyway, if you lose any important brain functions, all that stuff. So that mm-hmm. was the only thing I could imagine uh, having this assisted suicide, the suicidal idea of killing yourself because we less pain than what we will experience probably in the next time. Coming from a healthy background, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. What is maybe interesting for some listeners of this podcast is I remember the first podcast I listened to, the, intro, the, the person started talking. One of the first sentences was, I want to say my, my family or my father molested me as a little child. That's, I think, one of the first sentences that were said in the podcast. And I was like, okay, that, that is a rough start in life. That is that is a start in life, a point mm-hmm. in life. I'm like, okay, wow. And then he was he continued. I'm homeless at the moment while I'm living in some motel. I lost my job. He listed all he listed all those things and I was like, okay, wow, this person like <laughs> I can understand how you feel at the moment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I was like, this is weird because this did not happen to me. I have right. a great family. I have never in my life thought of second about money problems. This might sound weird, but I'm in a space where I'm perfect. I have a good grade. I have a giant circle of friends, sometimes too many friends to keep up with. I'm doing good in school. I have my life lined up pretty much. My parents, I get whatever I want, basically, which mm-hmm. sounds spoiled and I try to avoid it. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing. I need something. I probably get it. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in my life I would be saying like this might be a reason for it. And I think that's important because there needs to be no reason or something. It, it can just happen to everyone and everyone can start having those thoughts or ideas. I think that's important what we talk about. I, I wrote in the email and I think that's important. Um, I'll have to translate, translate it because it wasn't German. But a friend wrote me four days ago now and translated, man, I wish I had your life. It is so perfect. Mm. That is a, a quote translated from him in a WhatsApp message he sent me a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about some family problems he had and that's what he said to me and I was like okay <laughs> yeah I don't know it is apparently perfect for everyone outside because I made a beautiful life for everyone that people just see I have good grades I have good friends I have a great family it mm-hmm. is not that way mm-hmm. it is a lie but mm-hmm. that's what we see and I think that's important because a lot of people have those lies we often don't see anything yeah yeah I, I was sitting in school and uh, my friend she leaves class one and a half months ago and I'm like, okay, she's probably in the toilet like any other normal person. But I'm like, hmm, this is weird. It's, it's not typical, typical for her. So I go outside too because I was annoyed anywhere with class. I see her and she's basically crying. And I'm like, wow. She, she went outside, tried to hide somewhere and is trying to compose herself. And I would have never thought before that that could happen to her in school. Mm. 
I think that's what it's important to to think and talk about when we look at other people and just saying, oh, they have such a perfect life. They definitely don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know, right? You have no idea. Yes, you have no idea. I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I actually wanted to to talk with you. Mm. Because so many people you have on your podcast have such a rough, rough start in life or a rough phase in life. I feel so sorry for those people because I understand where you come from, but it doesn't have to be anything of that. It, it could just start at some point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the majority of the people I've spoken to, I think they could say this happened to me, that happened, childhood, yeah. abuse, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, but there are people um, like you who are, it's not yeah. really those things that we can really say exactly this, that, It, yeah. but it's still something that you feel, hey, I... Like in your words, I don't want to exist anymore. It's really, I say it all the time, like time notes where I say like six months ago, a few months ago, it is not exact. If I mess up somewhere, I just probably mess up the timestamp in my head. I want to say four, three months ago, I was at a party, just like dancing away with friends, really fun. And then a friend, she looks at me and she's like, oh, can you come? And I was like, sure. I thought she has to pee or something, you know, go away, take a break for a minute. Maybe she drank too much, 40, 50 meters from the party. And she sits down, she's like, uh, Evil, what's going on? I'm like, what do you mean, what's going on? I'm having a great time. And she's like, yeah, come on, drop the charade. And I was like, well, what do you mean by charade? And she's like, the other ones I'm really noticing right now, but I can see that something is bothering you and you're covering it up right now at the party. Mm. And you've been doing it for the last three weeks at every single party you've been. And I was like, mm. like, what? And I was really like, that was insane. She just looked at me and she was like, yeah, every party you want to leave as late as possible. You want to stay out as long as possible. And some other stuff she said. And I was like, wow, okay. That, I've never had that. Somebody was like, that's the first person that thought it actually. I didn't tell her really everything, just one or two things. I didn't want to bother her with it. And I was like, that is not the space and I don't feel comfortable with I feel comfortable with her, but I didn't feel comfortable at the time at the party doing it in a way. So I didn't really share with her, which later I think was maybe a mistake because the situation two months ago could have been avoided where I was basically dead man walking. But it was surprising and I think we should all try to be a bit more like her because mm. that was just incredible. And I think that helped me really one or two weeks after that. My, my thoughts really went down, my planning went down, and I was just up in some ways. I don't know why, but it was after she talked to me. Mm. You've got some friends, good friends, or some mature friends. Croatia nice? The part of Croatia? Croatia is great. I mean, we've been having some stormy days, like now and uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. We've been surfing a lot and uh, windsurfing a lot, actually. Do you think you're somebody who is at high risk to? damage themselves or hurt themselves in the future no if i if i kill myself it'll be quick not not quick but it'll be painless it'll be efficient it'll be clean a real rational way i'll try to make sure that my organs can be donated that Mm -hmm. it's no mess that the person who finds me is a professional no family member or friend they'll find me in a way they can save me but Mm -hmm. in a way that it is not like three weeks later or something i don't know i will not i will not hurt myself like injuring myself. I don't know, a lot of people let their wrist or something like sideways or I read some articles about people that wanted mm-hmm. to kill themselves, couldn't, and instead hurt themselves. That is not something I want to do or I feel like I have to do because that is not my idea of, idea of dying. My idea of dying is 
I just don't want to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to uh, be in pain the time I am. Or I just want to minimize the pain. Mm-hmm. So what a lot of it is, right? P- pain or not yeah. or not wanting to be in pain, period. Yes. Yeah. Period. There, there's something more to it. That's just how it is. Yeah. What What else would you like to share or talk about or, or let the world know? Well, at least not mm-hmm. the world, but at least people who might hear this, right? You should. I think a lot of people go to a friend and talk to them because the friend, they can't help you. A friend will not be able to be a therapist for you or help you out. That is not what the job of that friend is because they're not, not what they learn probably in life. But go to them because they will help you find help. That's something I struggled a lot with. It took me mm-hmm. six, seven months to get help. Even now when I started reaching for it, it'll take some time. Tell one friend. Just tell mm-hmm. one single person you don't even have to tell them. Just tell them, I need to get help. Can you get? Can you help me get help? Because I'm struggling right now with it. It's, I think for people that have never thought about suicide, they don't understand how hard it is actually to call a, just to call a hotline and be like, uh, I want to die. Mm. It is incredibly hard. When I called for the first time, there was 10 seconds of dead silence on that phone. Mm-hmm. They were like, hello, can you hear me? And I was just like breathing in, breathing out. I was like, Mm. trying to get myself to say it say it to somebody else out loud and manifest it actually and not just in my head all the time anytime also often if you for some people maybe who have friends who are i want to say in danger of suicide or doing anything stupid i always say doing something stupid i don't know it's translated from german they will tell you probably their thoughts at some point and be like i'm miserable you'll talk to them. And a week later, you might ask them how they are. They will probably tell you that they are fine. Mm. But they are not. They are definitely, they are, in 90% of the case, I would say they're lying to you because even just opening up once is really hard and opening up again and again and again is really hard. And for people with constant thinking, planning, ideas of suicide or self-harm, it is not something like a normal thought. It's not something that pops up once a week because you watch something and it reminded you of it. No, it's something you sit in class and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes in circles in your head for hours. And it'll be something you awake for 10 hours. You probably thought in the last five hours of sleep about it if you have mm-hmm. not been constantly distracted. It's like a soccer game. I remember it every Friday because every Friday there's a soccer game. So I remember and I think about soccer. That's not how it works. I remember it's Monday morning when I woke up. Then I got distracted because my brother came in. I was distracted because of school for one, two hours. I had a break. I thought about it again. And that's how it goes for the entire week. You don't have to get your friend to tell you every single day their thoughts and their problems. They won't. And it's maybe not even a good idea to do so. But just keep in the back of your head when they tell you that they're fine, that they probably are not telling the entire truth. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that people don't get fine or have their good days, even with suicide thoughts. I mean, I had great days and great weeks. I'm just saying that there's always that thing in the back of their head where they're like, mm, I want to do it or I mm-hmm. wish I could do it. And even if they have a great week and you see them succeed in whatever they're doing, it's still there. And it just won't go away just because they had something great or they experienced something great. That's not how it goes away. I think it's important. It is important indeed, yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you joining me here, and I'm I'm glad no we problem. were able to connect. And I appreciate you joining me because I know, no problem. Um, you know, it takes some courage to do that. So appreciate. Yeah, it. I really want to say thank yep. you to you for doing this because there's so many different views on your podcast. 
you might not connect to any any or just or every single one, but everywhere in every single of your episodes I heard, I want to say it's like 10 or something I heard by now, not every single one through the entire time, but oh, yeah, listening yeah. to at least 10, there's always ideas and things that I was like, oh, I can connect to that. And that actually mm-hmm. helped me connect. It just really helped for the podcast. You know, a lot of podcasts I heard, or several ones I heard a lot, uh, a topic, they were always, oh, you can do that and that, and that can help right. you. I said, yeah. okay, guys, I know that I can do that. I know where I can call a hotline. Those mm-hmm. hotlines are everywhere. You can just Google it for 30 seconds. You'll have 100%. 50 Absolutely. numbers. But to actually read about it and talk about it, right? just from a normal view, that is something, you, the first podcast from you, I thought, that goes mm. into that good direction, that direction I love. Mm, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I did it. I know like most people know that what they can do and they can use yeah. Google. They're aware. Most people are aware of the information usually. Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't want to do another podcast because who cares? I get it. We got it. We know. Yeah. 1-800 yeah. or this hotline or that hotline. Or we know. Yeah. Yeah, it was just about. Yep. So uh, I'm glad you're getting something out of it. I really am. Thank you. Yeah. If it yeah. helps, it helps. That's what I do it for. It helps. Definitely. Enjoy the rest of your trip with your family in Croatia, man. And Thank I'll you. Hi, brother. Have, have a great day. Goodbye. Take care, Paul. Bye-bye. As always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. And special thanks to Paul, who's in Croatia, but is from Germany. Thanks very much for joining me, Paul. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to share your story, I'd love to talk. Please reach out. Hello at suicidenoted.com com or on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. And please follow us on social media. Let people know about this podcast. There are people, many people, who I think would benefit from hearing it. Thanks very much for that. That is all for episode number 81. Stay strong. Do the very best you can. I'll talk to you soon.